I'm in a very weird mood. I can tell. I think being cooped up now for 25 or 6, 26 days, it's getting to me. And it's weird because usually it's weird to not have control. Like, I don't have control of what I can, like, I can't go to a bar right now. I can't see friends right now. And everything you do, I'm like, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. And like, if I say, (laughs) yeah, so like, it's just, it's interesting. And like, interesting. I'm a very happy and positive person, but like, I literally just posted on my Instagram story and I just told my followers, I was like, you guys, I'm in a weird mood today. Mm. I just feel, I just feel a little bit off. I feel a little bit sad. And I don't think people ever get to see that side of me because I I'm, I don't post about it when I'm sad. Yeah. I just don't. Well, also, like, it's okay to feel like that. This is a really weird, not normal situation. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's weird. And I, on the other hand, am thriving. You are thriving. I just put on a different sweatsuit every day or maybe the same one I've been wearing for the last two weeks. Don't judge me. But I'm, I'm, so I mean. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Because you do thrive in these situations. Of staying home. As if we've been in this situation. No, before. no, no. The situation of staying home. Totally. Could you just live this life? Yes. Because I feel like <laughs> I feel like you could. I think I could. You could, huh? Yeah. Cause you're very <laughs> This is the you best. Ariel's feet, she has her bare feet kicked up <laughs> with janky ass polish because she hasn't got a pedicure in a while. She's in her 18th sweatsuit that I've seen her in since quarantine. And we're on like day 26 or so. You didn't even know I owned this many sweatsuits. And she's smiling and she has her feet up and she's just looking out the, at the rainy sky. And I'm and all I want to do is get the hell out of the house. And she's like just smiling from ear to ear. No. You know what it is? What? <laughs> what is it? I, I love, I love hanging out with you. Yeah. I love and I love being home. And that's all we're doing. Yeah. It's just hanging out together at home. Yeah. And I love it. The thing I do get a little bit like, ah, is work. You know, obviously you need money to survive. And like, but I'm not, I'm not to the point where I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, freaking out. But I'm, I'm just, I want to, I want to work, but we've been so busy and we have been working. We're working right now, but this is a really fun work. You know, we get yeah. to do the podcast and stuff. It's so, we're so lucky to do that. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I, but on the, on the like needing to see friends and go to club or clubs, go to restaurants and bars and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm good. I don't need to ever do that ever again. <laughs> that's insane. I cannot I wait. I would love to see my friends. That That's. I do love seeing my friends. That's, I can't yeah. wait to like, honestly, I can't wait to have a tattoo artist come to my house. Yeah. Get the tattoo that I wanted. I'm going to drink some whiskey while yeah, getting so you're tattooed. you're not even leaving the house to get a tattoo? Yet. No, listen, I don't want to go to someone's shop. I, I don't like needles. I want to be in the comfort of my own home. Okay. So I'm going to have a tattoo artist come to my house, do my tattoos, slap a bandage on it. And I'm going to tell, tell you and our friends, meet me at a freaking bar. And we're all going to take shots. We're going to celebrate this tattoo. And we're going to celebrate my tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I just want, I want, there, I just want to do shit. I want like, it's making me realize how much I love work too. Yeah. Like I love, I love shooting content for brands. I love po- editing them and posting them. And I like going to, I love going to a meeting. And it's funny because y- your dream last night, which was hilarious about Derek. Oh my God. Yes. Um, because he is such a busybody, he like I feel like I'm a busy person. He's like double of what I do. Yeah, he needs to be creating and producing so, and dancing. Well, yeah. So our friend Derek Huff, who's a you know obviously world famous dancer extraordinaire. Yeah, this dude in quarantine is going crazy, but in a good way. <laughs> like he's just trying to keep busy and like. But Derek is like. When he's not in isolation, Derek is on TV shows. He's doing skits. He's, you know, with his girlfriend on a date. And then he's at Julianne's house doing this other show. And he's just everywhere doing everything. Like, good for him. But then in this time where he, like, can't go out and, you know, do stuff, he's, like, going crazy. So 
you know, he's making TikToks and he's making Instagram skits and he's dancing and he's cooking and he's singing and playing guitar and he's doing everything. Yeah. Last night I was watching his TikTok videos and I I watched like 10 in a row and then I fell asleep and then I had like a nine hour dream that basically was in different locations and Derek was at every location, which I thought was so funny. So like I was in the fucking woods looking for Stinky because she was lost. Yeah. And Derek was singing, walking around trees, singing yeah. like he was in the sound of fucking music. OK. Yeah. yeah. And then I was at um, an amusement park and Derek was there, but he was one of the characters at the amusement park. Like Derek was in every location of my dream. I thought it was so Funny. It's it's because his you probably see his face on your phone more than anybody else because he's so active. Yeah, I mean he's crushing for me. it, but I, I'm yeah. glad he is because it's so fun to like. No, it is see fun. All the shit he's, he's keeping doing. us. He's keeping us entertained. Yeah. I've watched him do an escape room on live. Yeah. I've watched him give a dance <laughs> lesson on live. I've watched him work out on his Instagram story. I've watched him do like do this yeah. abstract drawing. Like, oh yeah. How, okay, here's the thing. What is in his morning smoothie because I see him make this morning smoothie on his. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to have to ask him because that has, dude like, has like horny goat weed. It's probably has horny goat weed and cocaine and cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my God. Anyway, um, yeah, Der I saw, Derek's a, a busy boy. I saw the funniest tweet. What was it? It says my wife and I play this fun game during quarantine. It's called, why are you doing it that way? And there's no winners. <laughs> wow. That's true. That's me. Anytime Matt is like, first of all, obviously we've been like cooking a lot and I've been learning new tricks and, and like following recipes and stuff. And it's actually really fun. And I've, I'm learning to love cooking. And also when all of this is over, I'm so excited to, you know, start making way more of our meals at home instead of doing takeout or going to restaurants. But I... What was I going to say? Did I seriously just blank you're out? You're going to say that you love me. I love you. <laughs> Did you honestly forget what you were going to say? Completely forgot. Is it because you saw the freaking hawk? Did again? you see it? Yes. You saw the hawk? I saw the hawk again. Damn it. I missed it. It is flying in the majestic rain. Damn it, Matt. So, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Where was I going? Today's episode is sponsored by Every Plate. Every Plate is a home delivery meal service that delivers fresh ingredients right to your doorstep. So you can make award-winning meals in your own freaking kitchen. It's the best because they do all the meal planning and shopping and prepping for you. You're not going to be standing in the kitchen wondering what the heck you're going to cook for dinner. You already know what you're going to cook because it's right there in front of you. <laughs> and it's so, so good. At first, I was kind of skeptical thinking that these meal kits were going to be really expensive. But now I'm just convinced that it's the same deliciousness at a much lower price. You get meals that you can enjoy and they're not going to break the bank and they're delivered straight to your door. Think about it this way. One meal is the same price as one cup of coffee. Hello. I have 30 cups of coffee a day. So last night I made chili honey butter chicken. It was so easy. I just got the recipe card. I did exactly what it said. I ate the best meal I've had in my entire life and there's not a chance you cooked that. Don't underestimate <laughs> me. It was all every plate. Oh my God. Okay. It was all every You're plate and, and partly you. Well, yeah. Anyways, it was really good. And I want that tonight again. <laughs> also, every plate is constantly expanding their shipment zone. So check to make sure that your zip code is included where they ship at checkout. To learn more and sign up, visit everyplate.com. Oh, oh, I know. Finish. That, that, that uh, tweet just now made me realize that. I, that I do this to you all the time. Mm -hmm. But when I watch you do stuff, I'm like, why is he doing it? Like I know. That? And I'm sorry. Honestly, At least I admit it. And I'm sorry that I do they, that. Okay. I true. Listen, I am I'm truly listening. sorry. But when I almost see you chop your fucking tips of your fingers off when you're cutting a carrot, it makes me crazy because if you chop your finger off and you have to go to the hospital, that sucks because you can't go to the hospital right now. Then. On top of it, he he's grabbing stuff off the sink. He grabs a knife into his hand, full blade in hand, blade, not, not he grabbed the knife with the, and I was like watching him. I was like, okay, don't even say anything. I don't know why. 
I've been kind of reckless like that you've my whole been, life. No, you've been reckless like that recently, though. Really? Yes. No, with, I, the thing with is, because we're cooking more, so I see. I guess you're right. I, I'm using knife, knives a lot more. Reckless in knife different use. ways. Yeah. And so I'm always like, cutie, why don't don't do it like that? And I'm really sorry that I do that to you. Yeah. But if I was, if I could prevent you from chopping your the tip of your finger off, I'm gonna try. I know, and I appreciate that because I love you. So I love you too. And speaking of love. We're we're I think day twenty six or so of quarantine, maybe I don't know, maybe close to thirty days. If it hits day forty five, will you just hop in the car with me? We'll pack our bags, and we'll just drive to Oregon. No, where my family is. No, why? Because I want to be home. What so are we gonna do in Oregon? Can I go? No. Can I tell you what? Can I can I tell you what my dream is? Oh, my dream is for us to pack a couple bags. Bring stinky, drive the coastline. Oh, actually, okay. And and like literally drive for like eight hours and then stop and camp in Big Sur, pitch a tent, make sure we leave on a nice dry day, pitch a tent, camp in Big Sur, surrounded by the massive sequoia trees. Then you're giving me so much anxiety. Then the next morning we wake up, we have our little like like coffee that we shake up that I we. Right. My heart's pounding. And then we finish the beautiful drive along the Oregon coast and we arrive to my place in Portland that is just sitting there because Airbnb is non-existent right now. So I have a place that's just sitting there and we get to go there and just be there for maybe three or four days and then drive back. That's my dream of doing something like that. Okay. Yeah. And and if it's not that, then we drive. What I would like to do. Is pack a little snack box. Okay. And we go sleep on the beach somewhere. Done. Let's do that. Okay. First. Okay. Let's get a little taste for nature. I. And then if we're riled enough, we can go to, uh, we can drive the coast up to uh, Big Sur. Okay. And by the way, Big Big Sur is only about six hours away. Okay, cutie. Okay. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. I just have some questions that. I'd like to know a little bit more about you. Oh my god! And they're not. Calm down. Okay. They're not. They're not that crazy. Sorry. When you moved to LA oh officially, uh oh. Who was your first roommate, and do you still talk to them? Oh no, I don't talk to them. Did you have a good friendship with them? So my first roommate was my. I had an agent in mm-hmm. LA. And my first roommate was my agent's assistant. Oh. Because she she was like maybe a few years older than me. Um, she was kind of like an intern assistant type person. And she was like, well, if you're ever, you know, come up to L.A. Because I was driving up from San Diego. She's like, if you ever are up here and you don't have a place to stay and you have early castings, you can always just like stay at my house. And I was like, sick. And then one time I did that and I never left. Oh, wow. And she was like, you can, you can I mean, stay wh- as I mean, long as you, you want. I mean, were you paying? No. Oh, you were living for free? No, no, no. So, well, she loved having me there. Yeah. So she was like, oh my God, just sleep over. It was like a, she was like my friend pretty much. So she she was probably lonely. She she liked the friendship. Yeah. Well, what happened was I was staying on the couch for free. It wasn't like I was staying in like an extra bedroom. Yeah. I was staying on the couch for free. Like I stayed there for maybe a week and then I went back home and then I came back and stayed for a couple days. And then when I, but, but when I, when I came back up, her roommate who had the other room was like, I'm moving out. And then we had to find, she found someone to move in there and she was like, but I don't want you to leave. So you could just share this room with me. So we just shared a room and she paid for it. Um, I paid for groceries. She, uh-huh. I didn't have money. Like I, I yeah. wasn't, I couldn't pay rent. And she knew that I was, I mean, I was 17. I I was 17 years old. I wasn't yeah. like 21 and working at a bar. Like I was a 17 driving up from San Diego and just she was like down to have me sleep at her house. Like yeah. she was so nice. I remember, first of all. I mean, that's how I remember it. Unless she was like, get this chick out of my house. But like we were friends. No, and the thing is cool. you're super fun and you're fun to be around. And so I like she was probably know, excited to have you. I also can tell if like someone doesn't yeah. like want me around. Like, I would never do that. Like, like I, I just wouldn't do that to someone. Do you know how I met Jake McDormand? The guy and the guys, this is my old roommate. Oh, I introduced you to him. Well, 
May- maybe. No, you didn't. No? No, no, Georgie did. Here's what happened. I, I thought, okay. So I worked at Confederacy, the clothing store, and I had just come back from tour. Mm-hmm. And so I had a, uh, I was sleeping in the RV. I mm-hmm. was literally parking my RV in Venice, California, okay. and living in it with my tour manager, Tafik. It was just me and him. Uh-huh. And I, had, I did that for about two months. You know, I, I had my car too, so I'd park the, the RV by my car and I would get in my car and drive it to work. Oh my God. And jo- I worked with Georgie Flores. Yeah. So Georgie was dating Jake and she knew that Jake had an extra bedroom. Yeah. I didn't even ask her. She just told me. She I, go- I think I was there when she asked Jake. Oh, maybe. I okay. think that's why I thought I introduced you to him because like, I was part of that whole conversation. You were, huh? Yeah. I think you were rooting for me. I think yeah. you were like, oh, he's the best. I think I was like, dude. Jake, I think I was there when she asked him to let you move in. Yeah. So I had never met Jake, no clue who this guy was. And Georgie, who I worked with, just said, hey, I talked to my boyfriend, Jake, and he <laughs> and, and he's going to let you stay. In, he's going to let you stay at his house because he's not there right now. And even when he comes back, you can stay in that room. And Georgie's little she's like bossy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like she's like, she gets it done. She gets it done. Yeah. And so I was like, no, I was like, it's fine. I got my RV. And she's like, no, it's already done deal. Jake already said yes. And she like, I think she called him and put him on speakerphone and like made him tell me that it was fine. And I was like, like, no way. She's like, no pressure, but like you're on speakerphone uh, with Matt here. Can he stay at your house? (laughs) So I legit. She's hilarious. Georgie got me the key to his place because he like, I think he was in Texas at the time or filming a movie somewhere because my uh, Jake was an actor or is an actor. I got keys and I literally opened the door to a place that I've never been at to a guy's home who I've never met. No way. And I literally just found the room, put myself in the room. And I'm like, I've never seen this person in my entire life. I didn't know that. I've never met this person. And I'm here now living in this bedroom. (laughs) And it was all that's and he trusted he trusted you because you knew him. Yeah. And he trusted Georgie. And you guys both said Matt's an honest guy. He's a good guy. Like if anyone's going to live there, you know, like let Matt live there. Yeah. How sweet of a person is Jake to do that? He let me live for free in his room until I could pay. And then I started paying like $400 a month. And then when I worked at Sir Restaurant, I started when I was making more money, I started paying $700 a month to to live in that room. And he loved having me. Yeah. Because we became best friends. You guys became so close. And like he probably felt so I don't know. It's it it's lonely living by yourself. Yeah. Especially if you like if you're if you like having people around, you're like, oh, like so it probably was nice for him. And he probably couldn't think of anyone else that out of his friends that he would want to live with. Yeah. So that, no, you know what that's sense. true? Because it is hard to find a good roommate. Yeah. And I was a phenomenal roommate. Well, yeah. I really was. You're the most respectful human ever. So you're never going to like be in someone's space. Exactly. Or make them feel awkward or get mad at them. Like he, he got so lucky with you as a roommate. I agree. Oh, yeah. But then you also got really lucky with him because I got he's very lucky. also no, the same. Jake, I will never forget Jake as long as I live. He was there for me. He was great to me. And Jake, I love you. I miss you too. We're crying over here. I'm about to cry. We're I'm, crying. I'm already having an emotional day. This is making me more emotional. And Matt I, doesn't even care about anything. I will I will never forget. <laughs> so J- Jake is very method actor, if if what, yeah. what's right? Yeah. yeah. Jake's like a method actor. Like he wants to get in the role and be and dive in. Yeah. And there would be times when he would warn me and he would text me like if I was coming home from work, he said, Hey dude. I'm auditioning for this crazy like Nazi role. Oh my god! Or what? Like something intense, right? Aggressive. Well, you know, people have to do these parts. Yeah. And these actors who are, who do them are incredible actors. Yeah. And they have to really dive in and and get there and find that anger to play this intense role. <laughs> I can't. And I would remember he would tell me he's like, "Hey, I, I'm doing this intense scene. So if you come home, just be quiet when you come in, and please ignore my yelling." Oh. And I would literally sneak in it'd be like you know midnight or 1 a.m when i was done with work and i and i would hear him outside go you damn you and he would he would like hit the wall and like he was like oh intense it's like living with daniel day lewis yes no it was dude daniel day lewis wife is a freaking hero for living with him 
Like, well, because and he'll his, say it. His world re- revolves around acting and meth- method acting. Method, method, Which, method. Yes. Like, not like, oh, These, I'm going to like hit they, the wall a few times. It's like, I am this it. person. Mm-hmm. I am this person until this film is over. And this person is the devil. And yeah. you're like, oh, shit. I know. Oh, my God. It's so funny. I actually read a whole article about how he um, was playing. He played Abraham Lincoln. And oh, yeah. And so his wife had to literally live with Abraham, like legit. His wife lived with Abraham Lincoln for like a year and a half. That's Um, intense as fuck. What was his biggest movie? Probably uh, because to be honest, blood or something. Oh, there. Oh, my God. You're right. Holy shit. He's so good in that. I'll drink your milkshake. Imagine that guy coming home and and being like, make me dinner. You're like, oh, yeah, of course. Well, that was, okay, so we flew to Vancouver, BC to go promote the show for Amazon. It was called Man in the High Castle. And part of the activation or like the campaign was they wanted me and Ariel to film Vine content uh, with the star of the show. His name is Rufus Sewell? Rufus, yeah. Yeah, anyway, he played John Smith. His name is Rufus Sewell or Sewell. And he's legit playing a Nazi. Yeah. Like he's playing a Nazi. And like an intent, like an intense person that wears like all the Nazi outfits. Yeah. An evil person, an intense evil person is who he's playing. And we go there to meet him and do fun comedy goofy content with him on set to kind of show the set and i remember not really knowing much about the show i actually didn't know much about the show at all i just thought i was like oh this is a cool like i don't know man in the high castle it's got to be something like yeah i mean it was an amazon it was a huge job for us we're like oh we're going to here and like cool 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 we had zero clue that we were going to be interviewing a nazi and so this guy when it was time to meet him they they came up to us and said hey guys maybe just get a quick photo or something like that because he he just had a really intense scene and he's not really in the mood to kind of shift gears to make a comedy video. Yeah. And we literally, <laughs> we could hear him like in a, like a torture scene. He's like, like I'll be the And we're like, oh, yeah, it shit. Was, it was so intense. I'll be the uh, motherfucker. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, guys, how are you? Yeah. No, but he, so did I tell you that I ran, I saw him and I, oh, told, you did. I ran into him and okay. I, and I told him that that was us. And he was like, Oh my gosh. Did he remember I that? I can't believe. Yeah. He was like, he was like, you know, what's so crazy is any time I was working, you know, and we'd have to break for an interview or something. And I'm wearing these freaking uniforms. He's like, that's not me. That's so not yeah. me. And he's like, and then I have to go and do this comedy thing. Like it's so, oh it's so funny. And you know, you can't break out of that because you have to go right back into it and film that scene over and over and over. It's like, well, now I have to talk to these two people from what app? Oh God. I know. You know, but every, I mean, we're promoting him. Yeah, He's helping sure. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all like, you know, you got to do it. It comes with the territory. But still, like, it is really funny that we got to do that. Aside from him and promoting that show, have you ever had a show that you had to promote with another actor and you just felt very uncomfortable, like going up to that actor and asking for the content or asking for the photo? Have you had anything like that? Yes. Okay. So I've had I, so many. So many. I, I did the uh, Santa Barbara Film Festival where like legit people um were rolling oh, through this oh, place you were on the carpet right yes okay yeah so i was on the carpet interviewing like mega mega stars yeah. at the time it was your job to do this yes so in 2016 i think i i go to the santa barbara film festival with ug so ug the boots okay they're sponsoring the Santa Barbara Film Festival, which was yeah. so cool. And they were like, we want you to go live on our Snapchat and interview people that are coming to the fest- to the festival. You know, they're doing... And these are like mega stars. Yeah. Mahershala Ali for Moonlight. Mm-hmm. He was there walking the carpet. And I had to be like, Mahershala, Mahershala, you want to be on Ugg's Snapchat? He's probably like, what the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> but I will say... That man was so freaking nice and like you, you, so I think you got down a crush to, on him, right? Oh, he is 
gorgeous. He's like seven two and gorgeous. He that is a handsome dude. Oh, he's, I forgot who you were I did, when you said Mahershala. I forgot that's who it was. He's beautiful. Yeah, so he's like, a gorgeous man. And he just smiled at me and was so kind to me. I don't think I actually ever did the little interview with him because. Um, his publicist was like rushing him through the carpet and like, but he was just like, wait, what, what's going on over here? And he was so sweet. And I don't think we actually got anything done with him. But then like Dev Patel, you know, from uh, he was promoting Lion at the time. Um, and he was there and like, these are mega stars. Okay. For sure. Yeah. And so I'm like, Dev Patel, Dev Patel, you got some, you got a little time for Ugg Snapchat. <laughs> and like, it's so my heart was racing, but I was like, I got to get this done. Oh. And so many people talked to me and it was so fun, but they, none of them knew how to do it. So I knew the timing of Snapchat. You know, I would hit the button and I'm like, okay, three, two, one, we're recording. Yeah. Now guys, it's going to end in 14 seconds. Yeah. So say your answer in 14 seconds. So then I'd be like, Hey, Dev Patel, I'm here uh, with Ugg. Uh, what was your favorite part about doing this character? And then I'd like hit the button and he'd be like, you know, end. And I'm like, damn it. Yeah. And so we didn't get anything. <laughs> so we like, I barely had anything to put. Like, I mean, I did, I did great. And Ugg was like so happy with the interviews, but it was so funny to try and teach these mega stars how to be on social media. <laughs> I well back then Snapchat didn't let you keep rolling, so exactly. it would stop you at ten seconds. Yes, oh, so 10. You, it was yeah, 10 so seconds, you would yeah. ask a quick question, and then they would take a breath, think about it, and it would be done. And you're like, well, I missed that. Yes, I had to do that. I had to do the red carpet at SAG Awards. That's intense. So I had like, I had like, That's... Leo DiCaprio and Matt Damon. You talked to Leo and Kevin Spacey and all these insane actors walking by, and my job. Here's the thing. I wasn't with the brand. I was with SAG Awards Social. So I had a little bit of like clout saying, hey, guys, I'm posting for SAG Awards Social. And they were there for SAG Awards. Right. But it was still embarrassing because my job. But the word is it's not embarrassing. The word is. It's not embarrassing. Yeah, you're right. That's that's the wrong word. Because it's so cool to be doing that. I know. I know exactly what you're feeling, though. It's 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 like how do I. How do I explain what we're doing here quickly Mm -hmm. because they're moving on? Yes. They have E.T. They have, you know, E-Live. Yes. They have freaking Access Hollywood and they know all of those outlets. Yeah. But when they hear Snapchat for SAG Awards, they're like, what for what? What? (laughs) Like they don't like it doesn't click. I know. If you don't if you don't know what Snapchat is or how it works, you're like, no, thank you. I don't yeah. really want to do it. I don't want to learn a new thing. I, I know what to do with these people over here. You know what? Here's what I wonder. Now, let's just say, okay, you become a huge actor, right? Yeah. You're doing the next thing. You're you're the next. You are Margot Robbie, right? Yeah, sure. Why not? Whatever. Do you, when you're walking by, do you give time for the people that, that want to film you on Snapchat for brands? Because I'm going to be real. Like, even though I was once there in their shoes, I don't know, like, actors are busy people, and they don't want to do 200 interviews, Mm -hmm. so why would they stop for someone who's doing Snapchat for Uggs? Do you know what I'm saying? also, Snapchat for Uggs sounds very, like, I need to ask my publicist if I'm allowed to do that. Yeah, for sure. Do you know what I mean? Like To be on Uggs Snapchat. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so you do have, like, a lot more to think about, and your publicist, it's not even that the person is being mean, it's like... Well, I actually can't be associated or align myself with a brand like Uggs because I'm a vegan or something yeah, like that. No, like, you're right. That's very true. There's so many things you have to think about when you're in these people's positions because people get people get taken advantage of. It's just like so crazy what goes into like every part of yeah, uh, walking a red carpet or like one time. Oh, no. Were you with me when I walked a red carpet? And the red carpet was, I didn't know what this was for. Someone was like, oh, Ariel, can you do this really quick? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll take a picture in front of your step and repeat, like whatever, in front of a club. I was going into a club to meet my friends, but my friends were sponsoring this place. Oh my God. I took a picture in front of like a dildo shop's step and repeat. No. Because I didn't know what something something toys was. I was like, oh, is this toys for tots? No. 
It's literally toys for bungholes. It was toys for bungholes. And I, I have the, you can, I think you can Google it. There's like a picture of me in front of a step and repeat for like adult toys. I'm going to look up Ariel Vandenberg dildo and see what comes up. Don't do that. Please don't do that. And don't do that. Don't do that. No, That's fucking weird. (laughs) I don't want to know what's on there. I mean, not. Excuse me? (laughs) Wait, why are you stopping me from Googling this right now? Go ahead, but I don't want to know what's on there. Wait a second. Is there a sex tape out that I don't know about? You would know about it if there was. I know. So I guess. But it's like you never know. What, if your sex tape's out there or not? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Who you're walking the carpet for. (laughs) I know. Well, this was hilarious. I was at circling back to Derekoff. No, I was at <laughs> I took John to the Star Wars event. Yeah. And by the way, brands need to be a little bit more less Oh, they're savage. They're they're savages. Oh yeah. A like a company will run up to you with their product and put it in your hands and say one photo, one photo and try to force you to quickly take a photo with their brand. Yeah. There was this fast food company that ran up to me and put product in my hand and then saw Derek and got even more excited and took it from my hand and put it in Derek's <laughs> <laughs> and then literally go, Hey Derek, uh, let's just get one quick photo with the new, with the new blank meal. Right. Or whatever. And then he goes, he goes, nah, I'm good. And he just handed it back and he wa- <laughs> and then he walked away. And I was like, it's so funny because he has to get used to saying no yes. because people celebrities have to get used to saying no yes. because they're always taken advantage of yeah. by companies who are like, get a quick photo with my product or this or that. Yeah. And I was dying laughing that like the way he goes, nah, I'm good. It's so Instead of being funny. like, I'm so sorry. I didn't talk to my agent, blah, blah. That he just, would be me. He goes, nah, I'm good. And I was like, oh, okay. The last time someone was like, hey, take a photo in front of this Honda Civic. I acted drunk and I walked away. Yeah. But I wasn't drunk. I just didn't want to take a picture for them. It's crazy that they want drunk Not- celebrities. Yeah. To stumble upon their little, their their Chevrolet or car or Hyundai, whatever they're promoting, and they want you to, they want to grab a picture of the celebrity with the with the Hyundai, yeah. and then make it seem like you endorse Hyundai. And it's and like, crazy. Look, I am so all for your car. Let's let's work together. Let's work it out. But but like, I'm not trying to just pretend like I just got out of this car and I drove it to this event. Like, what do you want me to do here? They got to pay for that. They got to pay me some money for this. Well, this reminds me, speaking of Hyundais, let's dive into fan questions. That's a weird connection, but let's do it. Fan questions. Well, I figure some of our fans have Hyundais. Do you like the smell of weed? Someone wants to know. <laughs> um, I don't mind it. I love it. Okay. I like to pull apart the little leaves and just take a big old. Weed does. I, I don't mind the small uh, weed. Weird question, but let's go ahead and move on. This one says, what is the first thing you do when you see your fiance's dirty underwear on the floor? Well, first well, of all, we this, don't. This person must have an issue with dirty underwear. Yeah, they have an issue with it. Because if, if I see your filthy panties laying around, I just kick them to the side. You kick my panties? Yes, I kick your panties. If you ever fucking kick my panties, I'm going to crush you. If I see your crusty ass thong and it's in my way and blocking me from getting in the shower, I will punt your crusty ass panties so far. They'll end up in the master bedroom. If I see your skid marked whitey tighties ever again, I'm going to punt them to the moon. That's one small step for man. If I see your crusty ass Booty cut thongs, the ones that aren't the thong thongs, but the other kind. If I see your crusty ass thongs one more time next to my bed, because that's where you get undressed sometimes, I will pick them up with my toes and I will hop over with one foot while they're dangling in my other foot and I will toss them in the toilet and flush them down. That just... That's just Actually, not you environmentally never leave, safe. You, I've never found your panties next to my bed. Well, I also... I don't have crusty thongs. No, you don't. Like, if I leave a thong out, it's probably clean because I would never leave a crusty thong anywhere. See, I have left crusty ass underwear around. And what do I do? I pick them up and I put them in the hamper and then I wash them. Like and a good fiance. listen, if there happens to be screech marks, it's because I itch my ass every now and then. So and back also, off. I would never see them because that's why you have lots of dark underwear. I know what I know what's going on. I I like if that I kind of wear, guys. Dude, a, I would never wear white underwear. It's a lack of guys. I don't want to stain my shit. Like even after guys pee, your hose still dribbles. 
Ew. So even if you shake it out, like five minutes later, another little squirt comes out. Uh, anyway, uh, next fan question. And this one is very... Now, this one's interesting. This one's, this this person asked, how do I prove myself to the man who sees me as his fan only, but I'm not his fan? I have real feelings for him. I wonder what kind of fan she is. Now, like, what does he do? What is, yes. Like, is he like the head doctor at like the big hospital and she's a nurse? Maybe. Or or is he like in a band? I think I think this is more I of mean, an entertainment more situation. An entertainment. So oh. in other words, let's put let's put it this way. If this dude is in a band, a famous band, and this girl went to his show and they started chatting at the bar and they actually got along and she actually was like, holy shit, I like this guy. And he's like, I like this girl. But he knows she's a fan of mine because she's here at my show. Mm -hmm. At what point does he get past her being a fan and we've now developed into a actual friendship and it's no longer a fan situation? I mean, who cares? Like, you know, what I'm saying if if she's cool and you get along and you pro like you would have met outside and liked that person, then who cares? Yeah. Like, you know, I know the question is, how do I prove myself to the man who sees me as his fan? But I'm not his fan. I have real feelings. So the question really is, how do I prove myself to this man? If, I, if it were me, I would just be dead ass honest and be like, look. I love whatever you do. I respect your hustle and your freaking job and your time yeah. and whatever. But like, I really like you. Yeah. I would just be straight up. I would be so straight up because I have zero shame in telling people that they're hot or that I like them. I'm like, you're hot. Um, but like, I'm very like, it's all about how you say something. Now, if you're showing up to every show and he's like, get away from me, then you probably, uh, you should probably, just stop there. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if like, or he might be just saying, look, you're just a fan and it, maybe he yes. just doesn't like you. That could also be a, a valid. In, in other words, you're right. Fan thing aside, you guys are two human beings. And yeah. if he's not vibing with you as a human, you then might, that might be your answer. That might be your indication to bounce. Yeah. Um, this kind of leads into something else or not, same thing, but different question for you, sweetie. Oh, if you're an, a think about this. If you're an A-list performer. I would love to date fans. Listen, you're Usher. Usher, baby. Okay. Okay. I love Usher. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows who he is. We probably all bump his music here and there. Usher is amazing. Now, how is Usher supposed to not date a fan? Because exactly. Because everyone loves an Usher song. It's like Justin Bieber. How do you not date a fan? He's married to a He's fan. He's married to a fan. Like Hilly Baldwin, Baldwin was, a, was fan. a fan. Exactly. So was I. Yes. So, so was, so was the neighbor boy. Exactly. <laughs> so like, so realistically, if you are a mega celebrity, you do end up dating a fan and that's okay. Yeah. As long as it's not like a psycho fan. Yeah. Like, or someone that just, like is weird. You know, if you get along with anyone fan or not, do you? Yeah. Right. I think so too. Do you have another question over there? The hardest thing you've ever had to do, but it worked out well in the end. It's an interesting oh, question. The hardest thing, I've, well, honestly, right now I'm I'm living proof that if you just work hard and stick to a goal, you can make shit happen for yourself. And I guess it's hard work. It's hard work. I yeah. mean, I'm right now sitting here podcasting, uh, because you know, I, I'm an entertainer and I have followers on Instagram for making videos for like the last seven years. And I had a dream of moving to LA and I did it. And I moved to LA in 2006. And it really took me about until 2014 until I started getting paid for entertainment work for my videos. Yeah. So I guess that's tough. Yeah. I, I nonstop pursued entertainment from the moment I landed in LA in 2006. Actually, sorry, no, before that. 2003, four, five, I worked for Radio Disney, then moved to LA. And then 2006, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, I still worked my ass off for entertainment. And I just started getting paid for entertainment in 2014. Whoa. So that's the hardest that I've worked to, for yeah. to finally pay off. And what's weird about that is I you know, just knew that I wanted to be in entertainment. I wasn't sure if it was music or hosting or acting. So I just kind of fell upon 
vine and uh, let me exp- let me just be creative and I built a following because of that. And you're good at it, cutie. Thanks, sweetie. So anyway, that's uh the hardest thing that I've worked for that it paid off in the end is is entertainment and finally getting paid to do it. This is interesting, and I'd like to ask you this, Ariel. Mm-hmm. Uh, this fan asks, biggest changes both of you had to make since being in a relationship. His wife made him a clean freak. Um, I I had to stop dating people. Oh, excuse me. Well, I had to stop dating. That's people. true. That's a huge change for That's me. That's a huge. You're right. Huge. Actually, no, you didn't. I never. I never told you to to stop. Can I go on a date tonight? Then no. Oh, okay. You're right. <laughs> I don't think you've changed. We literally, I'm just the same. I'm the same too. May I, I okay, I know. You know what? I'm going to, what this guy said about being a clean freak, I've learned to be a little bit more respectful and more, and a little bit more clean as far as like sanitary around you. Yeah, because I'm pretty crazy about that. Because you're pretty crazy about being clean. Like, I, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a clean. I think the answer would be clean. I would like, like I, I like sanitize our own doorknobs. Yeah, and phones. Um, I'm like last night. I, I pulled out a wet wipe and I was wiping down my phone. And I was in the bathroom. And I just go, "Do you want to wipe down your phone?" And that, that is a, uh, that's what's the what do you call that? It's a question that I'm I'm not asking you. You're telling me. I'm telling. When you, you say, "Do you want me to wipe your phone down?" I know there's an issue with my phone. What's it called though? It's called something. A hy- not a hypothetical it's question. It's called bossy bitch. Hey, uh, what's that called? I don't it's know. not a hypothetical question, but it's a. You're you're being. Um, no, it's not being something. It's a something question. Hypothetical? No, it's a. I don't know. Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! I mean, is I'm not. Am I just dumb? Because I can't think of what it would be at all. Oh my god. I think we might have different answers okay? because you might have a different opinion as a girl and me as a guy. Someone said, should I ask out my fitness instructor? Now, imagine the fitness instructor being a man uh-huh. and you're the woman taking a class from him. Okay. Is it a pro- if you have a crush on him, is it appropriate to cross that line and ask your fitness instructor out? Yeah. What do you think? It's appropriate? Yeah. Can I tell you what I think? Sure. If I'm now the fitness instructor. Okay. And I have a, a a nice woman that I train, but I'm not interested. And she asked me out. Now, every time, if I say no, I'm going to feel weird every time I see her after that. Like, imagine me, imagine me asking my dentist out. And she's like, oh, God. And she says no. And she has to Oh, sit- then that's your problem. And you switch dentists. No, I'm saying the dentist can't, the, I, okay, the dentist is a female. I am the male that needs the work done on my teeth. I'm the patient. And you say, do you want to go out? And the dentist says, no, then you never go to that dentist ever again. My point is this. I'm, I feel bad for the dentist because if me as the guy who asked the dentist out doesn't give a fuck and I keep going back to her, then she now feels uncomfortable knowing that I asked her out and I don't like her or, and she doesn't like me. Does that make sense? Yes, but like, I don't want to make, I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. So if it's someone that I'm going to see every day that I have a crush on and they're, and they're a professional, like they're a peer professionally and, and I work with them. But what I if would, they like you? If you know they like you back, maybe try to push for some hints. Maybe flirt. Maybe don't be direct and say, do you want to go out sometime? Maybe see if there's actually something there. Well, definitely. I wouldn't just say like, you know, just be like, hey, you want to go out sometime? Dentist that I met a few times. Like if you're like, if you've been going to this dentist for years and every time, you know, she uh, is in in your mouth. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, if she's staring into your eyes and kissing your cheek, like. You should ask her out. Yeah. <laughs> no, but does that make sense though? Like, I don't like to make people feel uncomfortable. And the last thing I'd want to do is ask out my dentist. And she's like, oh, no, I, I'm sorry. I just like it puts them in an awkward position and they can't really cancel you. So if yeah. I keep going back as the patient, she has to deal with being uncomfortable. But that's not the question. 
Well, her question. Okay, so let answer her question bluntly. Should she ask out her fitness instructor? Hundred percent. All right, there you have because it. Because then you figure it out. Because if he says yes, then you're going on a date with your fitness instructor. And if he says no, you cross that bridge when you get there. And then if if he says no and you feel awkward as fuck, then you find a new fitness instructor. That's just the sacrifice you make for asking that person out. I guess you're right. So if you're listening to this episode, the person who asked that question, just be prepared for him to possibly say no or or. I don't know if it's I, honestly, I don't know if it's a guy or girl. Be prepared for that person to possibly say no. Yeah. And you possibly might need to be embarrassed going back to them over and over again or just find someone new. Exactly. Interesting. I think this one's funny. Yeah. If your man doesn't claim you online in seven months, is that a red flag? Absolutely. Yes. Seven months. You put in the work, chica. He yeah. best be posting your ass. If your man, if you've been together for seven months and he doesn't post about you on Instagram, okay, actually, unless, unless, unless he's a real estate agent and he only posts houses. Yes. Or unless he's a musician who only posts artistic things about his music. Yeah. It depends on what his page is. If he posts with his homies and drinking beers at the bar or being on vacation and he wants to be like post himself in front of a, a shark or whatever he's doing and you're not in those photos, there's an issue and he wants to remain being thought of being single. As single because then yeah. chicks will go on his page and be like, it doesn't look like he has a girlfriend. Yeah. And then they'll hit him up and then he goes into his DMs and he's like, oh, damn. I got to start posting a little less with you. Because hey! my DM, my my sexy DMs have run dry. Good. Hey, <laughs> it's so interesting that I'm I'm scrolling through Instagram right now. Every creative people are going so nuts that they're finding ways to like give haircut lessons online, to give dance lessons on here. I just read an article that there's. Did you know that there's an exclusive Hollywood party that happens on Zoom? Have you heard about that? I want to go. There's an agent from, I think, WME. Oh, he's my, it's Richard Weiss. Oh, it is? I know him. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, then he, get us in there. Oh, uh, well, it's... Isn't it? Isn't that who it is? I can tell you right now. And guys, this How'd is... How'd you find out about this? Jack sent me an article. It's public now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Jack it's sent probably... me an article. It is... No, Richard Weiss. Yeah. Yeah. So Richard Weiss is an agent from where? I don't want to read this whole thing. Uh, WME. WME. He is throwing a private pandemic party, is what they're calling it. They're calling it Richard White's private pandemic party, where he invites A-list celebrities all into like this Zoom chat, and they take turns performing. So like John Mayer's in there performing, Josh Groban, uh, Billy Joel. But is it, it's not Zoom, it's it's live. No, No, it says, no, it says, uh, he was doing lives with it those says, people. It says, stars and industry executives are buzzing about the quarantine Zoom concerts featuring everyone from John Mayer to Rick Springfield to run DMC. It's an uplifting, gotta be there event. And I read this today and they said that they're exclusively inviting these people to the Zoom to have entertainment by John Mayer doing a set. So John Mayer's on Zoom wailing away at his guitar, playing a set, and all these other celebrities are invited to watch him play. Wow. But can I ask you a question? Sure. I'm going to be real. Doesn't it seem a little bit boring to be on, to be in on, to be on a Zoom thing and, and watch well, John Mayer live stream playing guitar? Because you can find these people on YouTube playing guitar better better than Zoom than quality. A, than, a, than Zoom quality with like, 50 other mini screens. You know, it's probably like... Oh, you know, it's the I feel included in this friend group kind of feeling. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I like house party with your brother. Yeah. And his kid. And we play draw. We draw animals on the screen and try and guess what animals they were. <laughs> it, says, it says two dozen people at the first night became more than 200 on April 1st to see Josh Groban cover Simon and Garfunkel classic America with Tina Fey, Clive Davis, Fred Savage, Chris Isaac. That sounds amazing. Zoe Lister-Jones. That actually sounds awesome. And like a billion other celebrities. 
Interesting. Slash, well, what why if don't your you... name was Fred Savage? What a sick name. I like that name. I'm a savage. <laughs> Classic bougie ratchet. This says here, on another night, John Mayer performed Your Body is a Wonderland and New Light from his Montana home. And his Montana home is sick. Wow. John Mayer has a sick cabin in the middle of Montana. He's probably surrounded by snow right now. And he probably has a couple models out there with him, keeping him company. And he's just chilling. I cannot. I saw his Instagram story maybe last year. And he does some humble brags every now and then. And he literally filmed himself. He was in the middle of nowhere and he hopped out of a Ford Raptor and onto a private jet <laughs> on onto a random like <laughs> in the middle of the snow on this like uh, on this airstrip. And he took off from his Montana cabin to go play a concert. Mm-hmm. And like he like he just had a private jet waiting Amazing. on his private strip. I mean, like, dude, come on. Amazing. Come on, brother. Ariel's bored. I'm fucking bored right <laughs> now. Ariel's staring at me and yawning and just pointing to her wrist like, is it time to go? No, no, no. That's not what I meant. I just oh. meant how long have we been talking? Because we don't want to talk too long. We're not going over, are we? Anyway, guys, that's our and the batteries are dying. So good thing we stopped. That's, um, see, I was pointing to my wrist going batteries are dying. No, you weren't. Hey, sign us out, sweetie. Bye. Hang on. If you guys I'm enjoy if you guys enjoy listening to Riled Up, we thank you for your support. Please like it. Please give it five stars. That's how you show support. You don't have to do anything else other than that. Or if you really want to go above and beyond, you can post about it on your social media and tell Ooh, your friends. And, and that you would can be say cute. and tag us and say, Hey guys, listening to my new favorite podcast. Yada yada yada. They're I don't the know. Best. We love them. They're so sexy. Matt's so handsome. They're it, so whatever. funny. You know, Matt's cute. Um, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's anyway, whatever. All right, time also, to go. I'm going eat. on tour um, next month. Are we? No. Oh, that was a joke. But we're gonna talk about that. So if we go on tour, we hope to see you guys there because I, love I have that. an email asking about us possibly going on a tour for this. Wait, I think I might have gotten an answer. Really. A rhetorical question that a rhetorical question. Okay, a, circling back. It's a rhetorical question. So when I say, Hey cutie, do you wanna wipe your phone off with this wet wipe? You want me to say yes. You're gonna say I'm yes. I'm gonna say yes because it's a rhetorical question. There Whatever. We go. The more you know. The more you know. Guys, we love you. God bless Peace you. Peace out, your rhetorical stay safe. idiots. Hey. <laughs> stay safe. Stay in your homes. If you need to walk the neighborhood to get some fresh air, wear a mask. Toodaloo. Yes. I'm stopping it right now. Oh, love you, buddy.